1: Your love is my only desire, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Oh, it was a big night for the villa yesterday. It's the 22nd of July. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Pete Donaldson.
2: And I'm Vidushila Hunter Raja.
1: Hi, gang. Hi, Marcus. Hello. Here we are. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, stop your messing around. <laughs> Sorry for putting that in your head yeah. first thing this morning. As soon as you did, you walked in and I thought, oh, but you know, that was a pleasant one. Sometimes when people put stuff in your head, I'm looking at you, Pete Donaldson, and I, I wish it was just songs sometimes.
3: <laughs> Usually websites. It, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Have
2: you gone to lemonparty.com
3: yet? <laughs> yeah. Have you, Have you, I don't Are you know, familiar what? with the gotti? Whoa, hang on. What Whoa. is this nonsense? What is this filth? You've ever never had a lemon? party before this is never hung out with a tub girl I've no idea what you're talking about and I'm glad you never hung out in the internet at the turn of the um, century Marcus this is the football ramble, and decorum will prevail Marcus Speller mhm Pete Donaldson. <laughs> oh, actually, yesterday. Brothers in Arms. Vish, for a bit. Vish, Vish accused me of reading his name in full. I was actually that I was right off my dome. Oh, off the dome piece. Wow. Okay. Antaraja, there we go. Yeah. Oh, there I think it was, was it
2: like last week. You, look you at just in, said it again. Look, didn't look you? at him in the You're eye.
1: I probably... say that. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Google Glass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. What,
2: what the listeners don't know is that I've actually got my name written across my forehead. He's very <laughs> classy. So see shit, it every morning. Yeah. That's
1: excellent stuff. That is. Who was Donald and why were you his son? Is what I want to know good point yeah Uh we don't know General Donald my goodness ladies and gentlemen the Premier League is is uh, it's reached in fever pitch with the relegation battle we, mm. uh, it's, it's nice that we've got something to focus on there obviously Liverpool had the title wrapped up in
3: August or whenever it was and October. then, and then <laughs> try to do a reverse down there from yeah, the it's uh, too late lads shot, don't shot try and tease us on you've already won the <laughs> league uh,
1: but Mike I mean last night was I mean it was pretty much the perfect evening for mm. Villa almost right down to goal difference obviously they would have preferred Davis to score that goal and not give them a heart attack when it came off the post <laughs> uh, and Pepe Reina nearly fumbled it in but this, you were at Watford I was yes and it was a bit of a what a bit of a wee jobby show wasn't it from <laughs>
2: their <point of> view? <laughs> it was it was yeah they actually Watford actually held it together pretty well for the opening 30 minutes yeah you know? so I a phrase that we keep using now is they took it to <laughs> the first drink spray didn't they, <laughs> they to got to the first drink spray that's yeah, always important yeah, yeah,
3: but it only yeah. takes 45 minutes plus another 15 yeah, yeah yeah to throw it away
2: so the um yeah they they set up I suppose, as, as most teams would mm. in their position against Manchester City, especially when you've been thumped eight nil by them <laughs> earlier in the season. Yeah, so, and it
1: didn't have the effect that that, that Southampton's nine nil. You've got to get that extra goal. Well,
2: that's the thing, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah. I wonder. Maybe in a year's time, we'll be referring to that eight nil as, <laughs> as something Same that for helped City, them turn the maybe. corner. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, then they just they just fell apart. Really, I, th- I think what was. <laughs> What I found quite disheartening, I you know, I'm not a Watford fan, and I've I've covered a few Watford games, but I don't really say I've I've got any particular emotional affinity to them. You hate them, don't you? <laughs> Imagine saying that about a team with Troy Deeney. Yeah, you know, well, at, at I would HB. never. Yeah, exactly. That's no, you and Jim Campbell. Very handsome man, isn't he, Troy Deeney? I've always said that. Uh-huh. Um, but the <laughs> but what was particularly stark yesterday is that for a team that are. That do battle and do battle well. Mm. Most of the fighting was done among themselves. Oh. Um, Troy Deeney and Ben Foster were going at each, going at each other at the start of the second half. Mm. Um, Craig Dawson had to mm. kind of intervene, and because obviously there were no crowds there and you could hear everything, it was mm. you know you could tell he was trying to calm everyone down. Yeah, and when you've got your three senior players and that kind of well, standoff, a, it's a little
1: a little bit dispiriting. And when you were me- yeah. yeah, when you were messaging the group about this, I was just like, this is what happens when you get rid of big Nigel Pearson. He does the it shouting. Is. Well, he's he got three f- daddies shouting. Then haven't you? But is he like mm. the, is he like the dictator keeping all the regions kind of from fighting each other? And You get revivement. Him him it it I, goes I to pop. think
2: it's to be like three men and a baby. Yeah. Like eventually they work it out, but you have to let them work it out. Yeah, he, yeah.
1: he's Nigel Pearson's Tom Selleck. In yeah,
2: that. and Watford are in that little baby carrier. Yeah, yeah that's and true.
3: Watford got we in their face. Somehow. Yeah,
1: that's what happened.
3: <laughs> there, was a, you... there was there was a lovely shot on, on the WhatsApp group of uh, of you uh, waiting presumably to throw a question at uh, the the bald fraud as Jimmy Dando calls him. <laughs> kept um, and it looked like you were in some kind of corrugated iron yeah. kind of um, shipping container. Yeah, yeah. I'm just waiting for my pizza on one of those little buzzy square things. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and it's ready. In, in the Hackney box part, box waiting to throw your beer in the air. It, it, it knew, <laughs> I, I, I have not visited the new Spurs stadium, you know, it's a disgrace that I haven't. Yeah. Has corrugated iron kind of left us as the kind of shipping container aesthetic? Because pretty much every single stadium, doesn't mm. matter where you are mm. in the world, has a corrugated iron uh, kind of wall to kick yeah. to make a lot of noise. Well, you're very welcome down Craven Cottage. Yeah, get, like, um, there's a lot of wood there, to be honest. I don't, I don't like it. An alarming amount
1: of wood and temporary stands as well. Yes, But there is a new stand coming at Craven Cottage, but I hope that um, they buck the trend mm. and do put a bit of corrugated iron up there <laughs> because people like the old school feel of Craven Cottage and I think they should... Uh, right. It would be ridiculous if they did, um, but uh, but they should bow to my whimsy. Mm. Um, but, I, I mean, the decision to get rid of Pearson, Peter, mm. that will be scrutinised, surely, much more when they go down. I mean, I know that he apparently started a big old bra- No, I, we don't know what went on and, and people have said, Apparently no, there was the...
3: no brawl. So yeah. we can only go off what uh, Deanie and Cor have said. There was no brawl, just some stern words. Yes, but, but do they... How do they define brawl?
2: <laughs> it's all relative, isn't it? It yeah. really is. The like brawl a hell for all. To some people, a hell in a cell is a brawl, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
1: but apparently, apparently, like, the um, the official... I certainly was years ago, and I hope and assume they've changed this, but apparently the definition of a binge was four pints or more. Really? Well, exactly, Peter. Jesus, Hitch. Wow.
3: <laughs> so I'm clearly, in trouble.
1: <laughs> clearly, once again, you two are out of sync of the, of the government.
2: Yeah. yeah or certainly fair. the government
1: at the time. Mm. Who knows? I mean, perhaps old Bojo's put that to...
2: Well, it's, it's, know, it's, eight. Qu- it's quite interesting. Um, So obviously doing the job I do, you get to know quite a few agents and a lot of them have studied or turned their hand at PR because they obviously realise that when you release statements, when, it, when things have gone well and when things have gone badly, that certain words actually mean well certain words despite their actual meaning end up meaning different things especially when they're
3: translated as well presumably
2: yeah exactly so one of the things they do is they try and avoid certain words Mm. Um, specifically words that could be alliterated to to something worse or or look you know that could be you know I suppose, flashed up in kind of size 40 print and put on a headline, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's, it's, it is interesting, that side of it.
1: Like what what's it, Have you got a list of these words?
2: No, not really, but I thought about it when I read the Watford Statement, because yeah. there was nothing there. You couldn't extrapolate anything. Yeah. Um, there were no well wishes, so there was... It's almost like they wanted a little bit of conjecture there as to the fact Mm -hmm. that he might have done something wrong. Because I think if you wish him well and if you thank him for something, then you end up in a situation where, Mm. you know, okay, then why did you get rid of him? Because, you know, you were were bottom when he came and you were out of the relegation. The statement. Um (laughs) And it's also, like, sorry, just without wishing to bring this bloke up, but um, the reason Dominic Cummings didn't say sorry on TV is so that. Other parties, for yeah. example, can cut it and yeah, 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 here, here yeah, yeah. is uh-huh. someone who advises the Tory government openly saying sorry because he fucked up. Yeah. So there, there's all sorts of annoying... Do you
3: remember the Ed Miliband uh, kind of famous bit of footage where he just kept on repeating the same thing over and over again, saying yeah. it slightly differently yeah. so that they couldn't clip any particular yes. part out of it? And it's, it's very cute very dull for anyone yeah, else to work in it didn't in work media, for him though. ultimately did it No, nah. um, it's but I mean, bacon sandwich what he ate wrong oh, not it
1: oh come on come we all on. love a bacon sandwich we're crying out loud um, but I mean yeah I, I hear what you
3: said about sort of Pearson and so on and, and I, I just think that it's well, some... do, you, do you do it before Man City or do you do it before it after well, Man City I, I get... mean either way it's it's, it's not really a, a yeah. winner is it really I mean, you weren't, you weren't, you weren't going to get anything out of that match well after last night it was such a, a terrible evening for Watford
1: obviously mm. all is not lost and um, and, and we'll talk about that in a sec, but if they go down now and as you say Vish the way they were on the pitch fighting among themselves as senior players it just seems to have all gone to pot if you're an Aston Villa fan you'd be thinking I tell you what I, I, you, whatever's gone on there that rather than I mean Villa's performance against Arsenal was good but it matched with the capitulation of Watford that's possibly going to keep them up
2: Yeah the other thing I should say about the, the Nigel Pearson issue is that having read other journalists who are well-versed in what goes on behind the scenes at, mm. at Watford. It, there does seem to be some logic, at least in their heads, as to, as to why they've done what they've done. But It sounds like, you know, there were issues over tactics, there were issues with how he spoke to certain members, and not just the playing staff, but yeah, that, that's the, the, the admin reason. staff. That is that reason. <laughs> but, but then also that having, you know, they sacked... Uh, Javi Gracia at the start of the season yeah. and they got a bit of a bounce with Kike Sanchez-Flores. Mm-hmm. They got rid of him and then they got a bit, a, a bit of a longer bounce with Nigel Pearson. Yeah. And I know yeah. it sounds really stupid when you say it out loud yeah. because it is stupid, but if you've had those experiences in the season, <laughs> you would, you could legitimately think, right, well... He, we need we results. Don't, Get yeah, rid You not yeah. a few days him.
1: before you play the <laughs> second best team in the league.
2: Sure, but but we, they probably think, well, I mean, we don't want him to be a, a manager next season. Mm. Who knows? If, if mm. people are really at odds with him now, why don't we just bin him off and and just see what happens? Because could it get any worse against the team we lost
1: to 8-0? It can't get any better than this. It just called,
3: <laughs> get Di Canio in there for the last game. <laughs> I thought Shakespeare was still sticking around. That's oh, when, yeah. When it first kind of came out, it sort of said that Shakespeare's going to be retaining his position. I was like, yeah. that seems weird. Uh-huh. Of course he went, that would be a ridiculous Indeed. thing to do. But not unfounded when it came. I would imagine what, that's something what Watford would do. I agree.
2: There was a, Sorry, just a, one last point. Um, yeah. It was really interesting. While Hayden Mullins was doing his post-match uh-huh. uh, Zoom call, Ben Foster had already done yes. TV or radio and said that you know, they've, he'd never felt this low and the yeah. morale was was really bad. And that, so that came out early enough that one mm. of the journalists asked um, Hayden Mullins what he nah. thought of that and if he agreed. And Hayden Mullins basically categorically denied it, essentially, what? because I think oh, that, yeah. that's kind of what, that's why he's in the position he is, isn't yeah. it? Because they need someone who's a bit more positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, yeah, it was really interesting. Obviously, you know, you're ultimately your club captain in quote unquote, because he is, yeah. ha, has been such a, Ambassador for Watford yeah. over the last few years, and then you kind of caretaker manager saying something completely different. It was, well, it was interesting that.
1: Well, that shows you. I, mean, I felt sorry for Foster because actually he made some good saves, and we'll forget about that penalty save from Sterling because mm. it went. And that's the real tragedy here. Um, what, a, what a first goal from Sterling! It's a really delightful one to say. It's a very really satisfying strike. Um, but yeah, Watford need to go to Arsenal on Sunday and win to have a chance. Of
3: course, it's the Cajones Derby. It is El, El Cajonico. Well, this is what this is what Jim
1: Campbell wanted for yeah. Arsenal to effectively uh, keep Troy Deeney <laughs> into touch. Um, interesting. Before we move on and talk about Villa, this win for Man City was their fourth consecutive win, which is the first time this season they've done that. Really, that ah. tells you why they are so many points behind Liverpool, and also Liverpool have been flipping brilliant. Um, when when you had the chance to uh, with with, with Pep Guardiola's, uh, you know, sort of press conference and so on. Obviously, he he aimed a bit of a dig at Arsenal, saying you know he's all respect, all the respect for what Arsenal are on the pitch, but not much off it. Is that a reference to Arsenal fan TV? Do you think? I Were like you that. going to ask him? But do you respect Arsenal fan TV?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he's he's always had it in for Thai, in particular. Um, I, his press conference yesterday was. Was good because he he actually mentioned the four the four game thing that you have there. Yeah, and he said, "Well, it's the first time we've won four in a row, and we won fourteen in a row last year, so that should show you how bad this season has gone with a lot of the same Mm -hmm. players." Mm -hmm. Even it was Raheem Skirling's Raheem Skirling scored his eighteenth and nineteenth goal of the league season last night, and that's his. I think that's his record in a in a league season. And you know, it was asked of Pep what he thought of that. You know, those are world class numbers. I think it's twenty nine in all competitions and things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, and he was like, yeah, brilliant, well done him, but it doesn't mean anything because mm. we've... I think I put the, the quote in the group about um, it's great that a player gets to fulfil his desires, yeah. which, <laughs> kind of, which t- um. absolutely tallies with, with you, Pete, and your opinion of him as a football pervert because mm. uh-huh. that's
1: perverse language, I think. Well, when you said that, Pete smiled and rubbed his thighs. Unconventional <laughs> desires. <laughs> Pep Guardiola. Um Guardiola. Pete, would you be pleased if Aston Villa stay up?
3: Uh Are you a Jowdy? After their uh, after their disgraceful banner work uh, when Newcastle United went down, no, I mm-hmm. would not. But then I know a lot of Villa fans and I always mm. feel bad for them. But you do cling to a grudge, don't you? Do <laughs> <To> cling to <laughs> a grudge like a <laughs> bit of driftwood. Indeed,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but what a win though for Villa, yeah Peter. I mean and I what I let, straight to the goal. Lovely strike. <laughs> Lovely strike from Tres it was. It was beautiful, and they. they but they needed something. I will tell you what, though. You mentioned it earlier. Though Davis missing that chance, and then and then Nketiah hitting the post. I mean, hearts in mouth and stuff. And then rayden nearly
3: fumbling it. It
1: was like it was like a scene out of Indiana Jones as the boulders getting closer. to him, You know. Um, but but uh, but I mean, defensively they were very good, and and, that, that, and and I think if you go into that game as, as an Aston Villa player. You've just seen Watford get beaten 4-0. It's, I think, did that tie up the goal difference, I think? Mm. Something like that. It's, very yeah, it much, did, yeah. yeah very yeah. much a result that's gone in your favour. You, I
3: mean, what a boost. I, I, I With the goal difference thing, though, the amount of goals that are, throwing are getting thrown around by teams like Man City, mm. obviously they're not playing Man City, but... You know, seven, was it seven goals? West Ham are kind of safe by. I, I, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. I think West. I think they might get pulled in, guys. I mean, it would be... I think there might be a ridiculous amount of goals being scored in the last weekend of the season. <laughs> <laughs> what would they what, what would they need to happen, though? That is... So they'd have to, yeah... They'd have to lose,
2: like, 10-0 tonight against <laughs> yeah.
3: Manchester United. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: well, Bruno Fernandes seems a bit annoyed, mm, so it could be mm, six or seven. Yeah. Um and then going into the game, you go one nil down against Villa. <laughs> you think, hang on a minute, lads, there's only two goals in this now. Don't count them out. That's all I'm saying. Someone did the someone
2: did the math, A guy called John Johnny Blaine on Twitter at John Blaine, who is a statistician for mm. for all sorts. Um, he said to confirm, if Watford win seven five at Arsenal yeah. and Aston Villa win one nil at West Ham, mm. Watford would stay up on the away goal scored in the head to head between Amazing. the sides.
1: lovely. I'm so glad said that because I, I obviously goal difference is the thing as I understand it I could be wrong here it then goes to on goals four how many goals you've scored yes, yeah then i assume it would then go to the head to head,
3: you know. So, I'm printing the scarves up already. Yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what kind of scarves would they be? Well, just a, a very d- detailed d- statistical information about uh, how this season ended. Let's I suppose. See, let's see. Well, a bit of moth bacon, That's a big
2: it? banner to fly
3: off, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. That's what they should use the planes for. Make earn your earn your keep. Well, yeah. Just keep have the on whole going, down, going round with with updated stats. all the ramifications. Just four more lads. <laughs> you'd have to
2: build up a lot of speed to make sure to get the whole thing, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah,
3: I guess. you'd <laughs> you have to
1: whiz you around need, well look a yeah, we lot of Boeings this week I was so about to say yeah, so you, you
3: need one of them wouldn't you get the
1: Cessnas out get the yeah. Boeings in yeah. that's what we're saying um, Jack Grealish was asked uh, after the result he was obviously visibly delighted mm. it's a huge step to survival but they're very much not safe yet of course we should say Villa fans don't want to do that to you uh, although it did work for Liverpool and Leeds so Villa are already up <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, Grealish was asked if, if this could be his last game uh, for the club at home uh, which I was seeing... Thinking- that kind of question a bit unfair. After a big, the ultimate example. But was it's when, all we want to hear. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the ultimate example of that was when Steven Gerrard has asked it after Istanbul mm. against Milan. We come back from three nil down, three, you know, win the game on penalties. One of the most incredible nights in their history, and it's kind of like, so, uh are, are you leaving or are you staying? It's like give him a moment to bloody celebrate. <laughs> but Grealish said, "I'm not too sure at the moment. I have one aim, and that's to keep this club in the Premier League, where this club and fan base know where we belong." And it's a bit like. That's great. You shouldn't have said, "I'm not too sure at the moment." Before that, though,
2: I don't have a problem with so that, not? actually. No, no, because I, I think you know you'd have to be a Villa fan and willfully ignorant to not wonder where <clears throat> where Grealish is going to end up mm. next season, and not also be of mind that it won't be at Villa Park, regardless uh-huh. of Villa Aston Villa stay up. So I, I don't have a I don't have a problem with that. Sure. He, i it quite honestly. I thought it was it was um, it was interesting. The interviewer. In asking the question, he actually prefaced it with, look, I can appreciate if you don't want to answer this. And I, think, I thought that was quite clever because I saw some people having a go at him because you know, you're either giving him an out or yeah. be if you don't want to ask him it, don't ask him
1: it. Yeah, that's fair.
2: But I, it's clearly that someone who knew the player he was talking to and mm. they've probably spoken a few times on and off air yeah. and probably thought, well, if I do it like this, it'll make me seem more personable. And, mm-hmm. and, and he got an honest reply, yeah. yeah.
3: He, was, he was questioning his cojones, wasn't he? So right? Yeah. You you, you you don't have to answer this. Yeah. If you're going to wimp out, uh, but he answered it. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to
2: answer you it. Of course. Answer. We can call your mum if you want. mate. You can You
3: could sing the theme tune to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air if you want. Or <laughs> you could ask, answer the question. Do what you want, mate. Exactly. <laughs> um, I uh, yeah. I mean,
1: Arsenal will be disappointed. No St. Tottering's Day again. No. Totteringham, I've probably pronounced that wrong.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it, in the worst way possible in mm. that neither team are happy with what
1: they've done this season. <laughs> That's Mourinho for you. Yeah. I'm very, <laughs> I've done both sides. His, p- his work is very much done. Before we move on uh, to a little bit of Serie A chat, have you seen the reports linking Mesut Ozil to the Turkish Super League?
2: Mm. This,
1: this could be a match made in heaven um, I mean his 350 grand a week wages are a problem um, I'm sure he's
3: got some friends over there I probably well. give him a house <laughs> well Peter <laughs> hold that thought just for a brief moment bringing <laughs> up his best man hello <laughs> he's got 12 months left on his
1: Arsenal contract now apparently Fennabasho were interested but for crying out loud surely got to push for a move to Istanbul, Basik here, who won the league for the first time in their short history on the weekend, breaking up the the, the dominance mm. of the, the obvious big clubs in Turkey. They've got a number of ex-prem stars. Gael Cliché, Demba Ba, Martin Skirtle. I wasn't going to say Martin Skirtle like I'm from the West Country. Martin Skirtle. Um, Gokhla, Gokhan Inler, and Rabino himself, yeah, I mean, he'd fit in there like a glove. And of course, uh, the club is um, apparently uh, the project of uh, Mr. Erdogan himself.
3: So, Never. Peter, what? Pete Look, Donaldson, surely? Ozil. I'm going to be your best man. You're going to be, my... yeah, <laughs> you're going to play for my football team, You're going to eventually. be my best number ten. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. You can play as little or as much as you want. Yeah, it's it's it. Has he been a Premier League star? Would you say, Marcus? Uh, in the past, yes. You don't have to answer the question, uh-huh. but uh, right? Has he? Has he? Lifted to his Ozil potential. Uh, this season, Answer the question, please. Uh, I'm
1: not too sure at the moment. Here <laughs> in West Philadelphia.
2: <laughs> I, would, I would argue that Mesut Ozil arrived a Premier League star and just yeah. hasn't fulfilled, if that makes sense. Yeah, I like that.
3: Yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. Um, what's the eight night like uh, over there with Fortnite and stuff because obviously he's going <laughs>
2: oh, to he'll, he'll need a lot of bandwidth won't he? he
3: will have he'll all move. the bandwidth
1: you can wave a stick at <laughs> <laughs> the old president <laughs> will sort him right out gentlemen I'd like to move on to Serie A if mm. I may it's annoyed me a little bit what's happened you, you've been consistently annoyed about this I have been consistently week. annoyed now at least Atalanta won last night mm. 1-0 good lads but it's not them I mean I'm just the Tart race has been crap since the restart it was the one league It was the one... OK, there's been a bit of title race in Spain, actually. That's not fair. That's not fair. That's true. Um, But, I mean, Juventus, they're on course for their ninth successive league title. They beat Lazio 2-1 on Monday evening. There was a point between uh, those two. There was Well, there was a point when there was one point in it between those two sides Mm. before the lockdown. Now there's, what is it, 11 points. Inter have been a bit piss poor since the restart as well. Atalanta are six points off Juventus, but the old lady have got a game in hand. And you just think, well, what happened there? What happened there, everybody? <laughs> Conte's Inter, you know, he'll be furious as as, as well. Lazio um, have been playing very nice stuff and so on. I'm, I'm, do you share my anger?
2: I I do, I do. Yeah. But it's in keeping with the other title races we've seen around Europe. Really, mm. Germany was a bit of a damp squib, having had that, you know, having all the build up as, yeah. as the first returning league, and mm. then. But that was Spain always gonna... kind of followed suit but as that well. was
1: always going to be the case, fish. Inter have got Conte in charge. This is a man who I always like to remind everybody. When Bandro Pirlo said, "When he speaks to you, his words assault you." Goodness knows, <laughs> goodness knows how black and blue those pla- like the kits they'll be, with as opposed words. to
2: Sarri who, when he talks to you, his breath assaults you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, like, do you know what? I would be quite pleased for Sari if if he manages to win his first league title. I don't think I mean that, that's
2: that's quite an important thing as well. That's I, quite I, nice. It, yeah. can, it can of all the teams. Uh, to sympathise with, mm. Juventus aren't really one of them. But Asari, I think you can you can understand that. I, can I think he's a that.
1: man. I feel a little bit sorry for, for some reason, because he seems like he's a guy. He seems like a decent fella, but I don't. I, I think he probably doesn't have many close friends in football. I think he's
3: he's. he's I imagine people keep the distance. Yes. <laughs> Well, <laughs> due to the smell of cigarettes, yeah. probably. Yeah. Was
2: it Chiellini who said he had to have a shower after going in
3: meet with him? <laughs> but
1: um, but he, he was asked, are, are you scared of being sacked by Juventus? As he's about to lead them to the title, and he mm. said, uh, have you ever asked a Formula One driver if he's afraid of speed? No, one must not be afraid. I am living this situation with ease. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> like- Maybe that's why he rubs people up the wrong way. He's just sitting back, he's having a tab, he's taking it easy. Like, you're a Juventus, man, you can't do that. <laughs>
2: Do you think with Sari as well that because he he's almost quite Bielsa in the fact that he he's clearly he is obsessed bit. with the game, yeah, uh, which as we see you know we've seen with him and uh, sorry Bielsa and and Pep that's not not necessarily mm. a bad thing, but because of his route into football, mm. I wonder if he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder where he always feels like he has to prove himself, maybe, mm. and I, I suppose it's certainly something that seemed to undermine him a bit at Chelsea, where I think mm. people saw him and didn't actually recognise that he was a good manager, mm-hmm. just thought he was. Someone who's, who He was almost like a glorified fan the way that some people would talk about him. Yeah, I don't, Especially you mean- when you couldn't reel off things that he'd won.
1: Yeah. Well, that happened years ago to Arigo Sacchi, of course, famously. Yeah, yeah, but Sacchi yeah. produced one of the best club sides of all time, which sort of shut people up for a bit until he took the Italy job. <laughs> um, <laughs> whereas Sari, I think, I mean, if he'd have won the league with Napoli, they were so close. I think that would have sort of Put a lot of this stuff to bed. Yeah, um, he's obviously won the Europa League with Chelsea. If you win the league, league with Juventus, people will say, "Oh well, come on."
2: Well, exactly. But
1: I've- still, though, I think that he deserves more credit than that because this season, with with Conte Inter and with the way Lazio have been playing, and and Atalanta as well. I mean, Atalanta putting in the goals, ninety five goals. <laughs> They've scored endless goals. I mean, it, the last time that happened was Fiorentina in in 59 <laughs> I mean, it, the last side who I think broke the hundred goal mark was nineteen fifty one in Serie A That's how impressive mm. they've been. So, so to really, he, they will win the league at canter Yeah, I understand that's again, but still, I think it's been impressive. Annoyingly, because I wanted a bit more of a title race, but I can't begrudge. Um, you know, old uh, old ash Sorry, you know.
2: I think, but yeah, I mean, you touching it there. I, I think it will be dismissed because it's what it's going to be Juventus's ninth Serie A title in a row. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, with with Cristiano really, Ronaldo with Big Ronaldo <laughs> yeah. at the age of 35 he's got 30 goals. Joint top scorer currently with uh, Immobile. Um the next one down is Romelu Lukaku who's on 21. That shows you I mean,
3: Fantastic. There was 30 goals and 30 appearances in the league, I think. Something just, phenomenal like that. I, I, I mean, Amoruso said, uh, You have to manage your game time better. Mm. I was like, Do you? Because this is pretty good. Nah, to just it. give me
1: it. Just yeah. give me the ball. Well, Ronaldo, the first man to score at least 50 goals in the Premier League La Liga in Serie A. Um, we, just a uh, 51 he scored in Italy, 84 in the Premier League, and 311 in La Liga shows you how shoddy their defenses no. are. Um, but uh, but Ronaldo said after this records are always important, but the most important thing is that the team wins. Oh. Like, you've changed your tune. Mm. The, the, th- thing,
2: the thing about that, loads of footballers and obviously specifically strikers say that, but they're they're not two independent things. If no. you score a lot of goals, your yeah. team will win a lot of games. Well, <laughs> you know, what? I
1: I came around to this. I used to be a little bit critical of players who said oh, I want to win the Ballon d'Or, and I'm a bit like no, focus on winning the league. And then
3: I sort of go, oh yeah, actually, I've I've separated. That. It's, a, it's a bit. bit what about ism? Is it I, I, the, the most important thing about my car is a smooth running engine? Yo, yeah. the wheels. Yeah, you need wheels, Pete. Yeah. What about also the you can't drive? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the, yeah, so like you know, if, if someone had
2: asked him, you know, oh, Cristiano Ronaldo, you're you're really good at making sourdough now. And he's like, yeah, I yeah, am, but it's important that we get the win. That's fine. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For spot on, Cristiano. It's not
1: related. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, he's the second player to have scored hat-tricks in England, Spain and Italy's top flights. Only the second player. You know who the first one was? Ooh,
3: I want to guess me this.
1: have a think. Do that again. Italy, Spain and England. Yeah. I know what you're doing. I do this all the time on Luke's game. <laughs> he's from Chile
2: from Chile Ooh. oh Alexis Sanchez correct
3: oh Alexis nice. Sanchez
2: so Udinese Barcelona and Arsenal probably
3: <laughs> probably <laughs> uh,
1: before we go for a break uh, other big news big Ibrahimović scored a brace last night for AC Milan he's he's had a good impact there I think mm. they had 6 wins out of 17 before he arrived and since he's been at the club they've played 18 in the league one eleven, 11 including wins against Juve have Lazio
2: they've, met, they've kind of it feels like, a, you know, when people have a relationship at school or a mm. university and they're like young and full of hope and they've got their lives ahead of them. Yeah. And then things don't go as planned, but they break up and then they come back together yeah. at the age of 40 and they're both kind of settling. Yep. Like Ibra's settling because of his age and Ace Milan are down yeah. and they've kind of met each other. And it's quite a sweet thing. It is, it you is.
1: but you don't want one to move on. Well, it'd be Milan, I suppose. Yeah. although yeah. I mean, they never, will, won't they? You never know. <laughs> you never know.
3: Right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Pete's Mystery Noise. It's to have a mystery noise, I'm going to play a mystery noise. You guys in the studio have to figure out what the bloody hell is going on, and also the listeners have to uh, figure out what the bloody hell is going on. We'll find out what it is at the end of the show.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: <clears throat> but here is today's mystery noise. Which bit was not all of it? Oh, just all of it, really. It's all from one big kind of thing. But there, there is a footballer making that ah, noise which you may be able to recognise <laughs>
2: is that Elvis <laughs> uh, is
1: that, right.
3: that is that is
2: that from a Nike advert
1: right, we'll find out at the end find it, out at the end it might be we need to go ladies and gentlemen for a quick break back in a sec Welcome back to the football ramble, everybody. Now back to the Premier League. There are some tonight. There are some, there are are some tonight. tonight. <laughs> there is a lot of tonight. Uh, not yet, but, <laughs> but well, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, we have uh, Manchester United West Ham a David Moyes derby, not the David Moyes derby. I think that's always going to be Manchester United Everton. Mm. Uh, sorry about that, Manchester United. But a David Moyes derby. David Moyes said the difference between him and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was that uh, uh, Solskjaer has been given time.
3: Yeah, he got a bit. He got yeah. a bit
1: of time though, didn't he? I just... Yeah, nearly a whole season. <laughs> um, I th- but uh, Olegana had a bit more of an immediate impact, though. He
2: issue. did. He did. Mm. The, the, Moyes' biggest issue beyond being inept for the job he got was being the first person to follow. Sir Alex Ferguson. Mm. Yeah. That was all, You know, no one wanted to be that first guy. Exactly. So um, that's what held him back and also not being very good. Mm. Telling Rio Ferdinand to pass X many times, you know. (laughs) Well, Phil Jagger
1: does it this way. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's a a tough act to follow. That's why we go straight to a break after Pete's mystery noise. You can't follow that. It's true. (laughs) Mm. You really can't. Um, According to reports, uh, Sporting Club of Portugal... Uh, as, or annoyingly known by them sporting Lisbon uh, will get a further £4.5 million if Manchester United qualify for the Champions League as it was written into Bruno Fernandes' deal Oh nice Apparently they'll get another £4.5 million as well when he makes 20 appearances for the club He's currently on 18 I love these little things they put in Ah we'll have a bit of this and a bit of that and if he lives in the northern quarter we'll have another £4.5 million. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well he um, that's just the way Manchester United have to do business now Oh yeah because they can't necessarily throw a similar kind of money that City are, even though they, they have done, obviously, with Maguire mm. and Pogba, um, in terms of trying to attract... I suppose there are different things, isn't there? You can, you can throw money at certain players and at certain clubs and know they'd say yes. Mm. But a lot of clubs who are actually quite well run, they do want some of them split out over a period of time so mm. that you do kind of tick off like 5 million here, 7 million there, or whatever mm. it is and you know if, if Manchester United do get Jaden Sancho for example it sounds like there'll be quite a few add-ons on that as well oh, yeah. beyond like the 50 million price tag or whatever mm. it ends up being Would you trust Manchester United on performance related points? <laughs> I mean that, that is quite interesting <laughs> which is why the the appearance thing is, is a big deal isn't yeah. it? Because well, he was always going to
3: make that many appearances well, That's why Harry Kane always plays every bloody match even FA Cup matches and then you know you had Pochettino saying no, oh mm. well no it's very much uh, bringing my team to I think it was from some second league op- opposition he sort of said they should see An England star uh, playing in a Spurs kit, bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was another. I want a ten grand, please. There was another, uh, uh, yeah, former uh, (laughs) Spurs
1: manager who would be. you know, keeping some players on the bench allegedly uh,
3: because, you know, he knew that uh, if uh, they're... Well, that happens, yeah, that that, that certainly happens all the time. If if you play, you know, it's usually about 20 or or 30. (laughs) And if you're going to bomb out the, the player at the end of the season... See I'd rather not qualify for the Champions League <laughs> and keep
1: my dignity over this deal used to be, put him on the pitch it
3: used to yeah. be quite a big
2: deal in the 90s because players weren't, weren't earning as much and those bonuses would be yeah. quite big so I remember at Liverpool Tony Warner um, oh, yeah. would get a, the uh, reserve goalkeeper he would get a fee for sitting on the bench right. and they, his nickname was Bonus
1: right
3: <laughs> there you are you see I like it goal bonuses as well is another one obviously I mean yeah. that's what you need to give a bit of incentive that's but, why my Cooper for Newcastle should to just leather them at the uh, opposition <laughs> yeah, but
1: then there's the problem though you see, well, you've got to be careful with these things because obviously if the a striker you want him to score as many goals it changes the way that you play exactly though it's a complete I'll detriment. have a new car thank you Drain <laughs> <What? Great laughs> needs doing I'm not going to pass the best thing that's ever been written into a contract I mean there's been some crazy ones and articles written about it but do you remember when Jürgen Klinsmann went back to Tottenham Hotspur uh, you know, his second spell there he had it written in the contract apparently that he couldn't be dropped from the first ticket. <laughs> <laughs> quite
3: difficult that that's, <laughs> that's,
1: that's it I, I, I
3: believe that to be true didn't Ke- you? I know when Keegan signed for Newcastle here we go this is what we want he got, he got I think it was like 20% of the shirt deals yeah. and obviously he was a big shirt seller yeah didn't he sell any made, that year he said he, made, he said he made more money out of that than his actual uh, salary I he, was he, he, was, he was making moon money I was
2: oh. waiting for a really Keegan story there. Yeah, yeah, and,
3: and he kept all of it in a uh, in a bank that that went to the ball. <laughs> he kept Burned it into down. a bank that down. was perfectly fine, yeah. but a load of moss got in yeah. and only ate his it, portion of money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, poor He's
3: crazy. now laughing uncontrollably about <laughs> the stuff that didn't happen to hey, Keegan.
1: He probably did though, Peter. Probably did. We haven't got any. Reports that said it didn't happen. <laughs> right. Um, yes. So uh, Manchester United versus West Ham. I mean, yeah, West Ham. How do they approach that? Do they go with the goal difference thing of just keep it down? Got to approach it in the West Ham way, surely. Yeah, got to come you know come out swinging.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think they'd see what what Chelsea did to Manchester United on the weekend, yeah. and while they couldn't you know re- replicate that straight off. I think they they can see a team there who who looked pretty tired. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously issues around a goalkeeper who may or may not start so if the head, head does start then mm-hmm. just shoot on sight oh, um, I, there is definitely a lot for a lot for them there um, I don't oh. think they need to worry no. too much about being dragged in though
1: uh, What do you think of um, Chelsea reportedly set to offer Michi Batswai and Ross Barkley for Declan Rice David Moyes said that they're not willing to sell rice but if they do it'll need to be Bank of England money um, <laughs> presumably from Keegan's portion
3: um, Is it but, all money here at Bank of England money Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, You'd hope so yeah, uh, is, after is recent just, reports though, <laughs> has he got problems with the euro? I don't know what the problem is here. Quite possibly. Yeah. Um, if
1: you were Ross Barkley, would you be a bit pissed off at that?
3: A little bit, bearing in mind what uh, you know—the Great White Hope for England—he was going to be and yeah. all that stuff. It was. His uh, his his stock has gone down considerably. I find
1: swap deals interesting
3: because <laughs> you are basically saying, all right, well
1: we'll swap two of our guys for one of yours." Like, yeah. you would have to be a bit put out by that surely
2: I yeah it's, it's obviously fairly common in American sport isn't it yeah. where you'll get like NBA and NFL trades for and it will be you know a draft pick but also like a couple of players here and there but it'd be weird because I, I always assume with Ross Barkley because we still talk about him as someone with potential someone who's yeah. about to like crack it mm. that to be swapped for someone like Decan Rice who I imagine Barkley thinks of himself yeah. as as yeah. oh you know I've got that potential mm-hmm. and I can do that role mm. you know, obviously a bit more advanced but similar kind of um big whole package but, um, but yeah it is quite, it's got to be quite humbling especially to a team mm. who are 16th yeah
3: I, I like that when they do sort of money and a player and they have to name how much money that player is worth and it's yeah. always a derisory amount of yeah. money and I'm going to bring it back to Keegan yeah. I'm going to bring it back to Andy Cole and Keith Gillespie I knew you were going to mention <laughs> Keith
1: Gillespie
3: I thought to myself this is coming it's coming yeah was he 0.5 or something? 0.757 or something weird like something that? Something like that. It was a very small amount of money. Did you hear to... the story, though? That uh, I can't remember where I read this recently. How he negotiated. Yeah, his, uh, 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 yeah, Sir Alex
1: Ferguson massively, yeah. or he was Alex Ferguson in those days, mm. uh, massively helped
3: out Keith Gillespie around he the was, table. With he was Keegan. on like a youth contract. And he was on... I think it was 200,
1: 250 quid a week?
3: Yeah. Something like absolute that. peanuts. And yeah. Alex Ferguson said, "Right, you stay quiet." And yeah. he basically became his a kind yeah, of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. agent with with with, with uh, um uh-huh. would it be John Harlow? Would it been? God, I can't remember. Might be John Hall but uh, yeah. And he sort of said, uh, "You stay quiet." He's on like two grand a week, yeah. uh Where we're, we're right now, uh, and we want ten grand a week, and he went, "All right, then, fine." Yeah. And so like, he basically Alex Ferguson negotiated yeah. his uh, his personal terms, which mm. obviously never happens ever. So yeah. fair play, old school football, like uh, it. You wouldn't get that with Mike
1: Ashley around the table. You would, no. Or oh, the fireplace. Um, well, Chelsea themselves are away to Liverpool this evening. Um, mm. Of course, the Reds will be presented with the Premier League trophy as it's their last league game at home this season. God, that
3: chopper's been up in
1: the air for a while. Oh, my it? goodness. <laughs> I, I, it's running out of fuel. I'm extremely concerned. Uh, old Clopper is looking forward to it. He said, we have been champions for a month now. It's a bit like Christmas. You know, you're getting a specific present, but you're still all excited. <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like
3: Christmas. Usually with Christmas presents, you don't go through corridors of applause three or four times before you get the present. Though. That's very true. But
2: how much would that improve the Christmas experience, though? You walking, and your family, just constantly clapping you and then just getting more and more annoyed at having to clap <laughs> you <laughs> through the
1: 12 days of Christmas I quite like that though I, I love uh, uh, Klopp's uh, sort of uh, sort of analogy there I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the big man with the trophy I think yeah. with the Premier League yeah. you, 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 well, I oh, sorry Vish I'm looking at you you're a Manchester United fan <laughs> um, can't you just but Jürgen Klopp with that lovely beautiful smile yeah
2: is. he does he does make it a lot harder um, I always think you, your enemies should still be your enemies I don't agree with turning um, the other cheek uh, right I think, you know, I think, I think uh-huh. rivalries are there to be stoked um, yeah, uh-huh. you know, yeah. Sound a little bit like Katie Hopkins. I'm going to roll back on that. You were a little, a little bit. bit. We're going to be. <laughs> um, you're um, not going to be
1: called Vish You're going to be called vicious <laughs> with that
3: kind of chat. Uh,
2: that uh, that was. Um, oh God, uh, vicious V was my AOL username.
3: Yeah, that is getting typed down here. Yeah. And Peter, find, find him. Vicious Get in, V. Get him. that. Uh, let's cancel him. See what he's been writing <laughs> <around> in forums. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. been on a bodybuilding forum writing all kinds of right-wing stuff. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> unbelievable. Well, that's that's most wrestlers, by the way, Have yeah, you ever exactly. want to know. <laughs> that's not
1: Vish, uh, no. we assume. But, Pete but that done. would be
3: his, vis- his, his wrestling, yeah. yeah Pete eight. hasn't done the
1: background check, but no. we'll give you the benefit of the doubt. For now, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Klopp said that he's uh, <laughs> he's never touched a Premier League trophy before. Peter, have you ever touched a
3: trophy? It's a little bit sordid, that, isn't yes. it? It's Again, just the way, uh, pers- maybe it's the way why, you said it. Why are top-level managers such deviant? Fuck <laughs> yeah. mate.
2: And he's got the he's got that grin as well, and the glasses that
3: you're not sure if, mm. if he needs them or not. Okay. I, I walk past a, a trophy shop at uh, the, the weekend. that say we're only allowing one person in at a time. <laughs> Nobody wants any fucking trophies, mate. <laughs> Don't worry, but no one. There's nothing happening. O- also no one's it's- achi- Null and <laughs> void. Your five-a-side league is null and void. Piss off.
2: No one's achieving.
3: Anything. No one's <laughs> achieving anything. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Everyone's got a predicted grades to university. <laughs> Fuck them.
2: Also, yeah. What what uh, what happens if you work in a trophy yeah. shop, and someone walks in, and you're there, and you know, you're the one working there. and You're, you're looking for anything particular? No, I'm just browsing. Browsing for what? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we're, we're, you know, our goal difference is looking pretty good. <laughs> you
2: have to wonder, actually. You know, you talked about Ronaldo earlier saying goals don't matter, it's about winning games, yeah, winning games, that. winning trophies. Yeah. And everyone who wins trophies nowadays is a deviant, absolutely, yeah. deviant. correct. And I'm proud that at Manchester United, we have Ole Gonnar Solskjaer, mm-hmm. who is. Flying in the face of that, he fly, you know, he's flying the face for decency, mm-hmm. for honour,
1: well, respect. He's, he's touched up a Premier League trophy.
2: And look at him now. He hates Many it. Times. He hates success. Yeah. now, doesn't he? Has Only he, for two minutes
1: though. He, has, runs, he runs in, touches it, runs out again. <laughs> have, you, have you ever kissed the, the the tip of the World Cup trophy?
3: That's what I want to know. Don't say uh, tip kiss, like kiss that. The tip. <laughs> kiss the tip. Sure, there try is try it no it tip really. It's sort of rounded, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's bulbous at the top. You'd have to sort of put your mouth right round it, <laughs> like a, like you're trying to eat a big gobstopper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How far you started this? Uh, I've enjoyed it. I've always wondered because obviously I've, I've been a long time listener oh. and I've, I've, I've assumed all deviancy <laughs> onto Pete, <laughs> but you have just likened the World yeah. Cup to a bell end, yeah.
1: and I through think, uh, that, actually, I'll correct you. That I was thinking of an, more as Sven's head. Right, <laughs> make okay. what you will there. Yeah, okay, fair do. Vish, Pete is just, I think this is a war of attrition. You're the enabler. Yeah, you are. You are the enabler. If you can't beat him,
3: join him. That man I'm gonna is. Me- I'm going to find the measurements. Pete's of, like uh, Pete's um. made of
1: liquid metal. You can't beat that. <laughs> you just cannot. A T1000. Oh, dearie me. Let's go at the championship. The last round of championship fixtures this evening, everybody. So much to be won and lost this evening. Mm. My God. Goodness, it's, it is unbelievable the amount of ramifications
3: for the nation. It's, it's Brentford versus Barnsley. We, we, we had a basically we had a pre-ramble, yeah, vished out with a piece of paper yeah. trying to work out all of the oh all goodness. of the permutations. It's impossible, yeah. In the the, the, Vend- the
1: middle of the Venn diagram, you had about four teams, I think. Mm. But uh, Brentford versus Barnsley, the bees need to better West Brom's result, of course, because they buggered up on the weekend, silly sausages. <laughs> because oh, it was there, the Brentford's new stadium is looking beautiful. To be in your new stadium and have Premier League football would have been marvellous. It still could happen, but they're up against it. Barnsley desperately need a win to stay up and hope that. China Charlton lose away to Leeds. Of course, West Brom playing QPR. West Brom, if they win, they're up. QPR don't seem to have much to play for, but that it's the Championship, so there's always something to going on. Uh, Wigan v Fulham's an interesting one because the almighty whites could sneak in through the back door um, if uh, if West Brom uh, sort of fail to lose and and um, uh, 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 and Brentford don't win. But Wigan fish. They have something to play for because there's points deduction that's hanging over their heads. Mm.
2: Yes, yeah. So the ruling is for a 12-point deduction is that if, if you finish outside the relegation zone, then it comes into effect straight away. Mm. But if you finish in the relegation zone, it carries over to next season. Yeah. Now, they're yeah. obviously in a very unique position where they are in 13th and they're currently going to go into these games 10 points ahead
1: of Luton. Oh, it's there for them.
2: So it's still on, and obviously they thumped Hull eight yeah. nil in the previous round. So they um, they have a bit more going for them in terms of the mm. the way they were talking about it afterwards. They were like, right, we just need to bind together, and no. and and they obviously have the benefit of you know being comfortable having been comfortable where they are and playing like a decent yeah. brand of football to get to that position mm-hmm. to now be like right fuck it we have to yeah. really kind of come together now this this is oh. really strange circumstances but
1: all so. the stuff that's going on at the bottom of the league because Wigan would have been fine but of course Luton beating hull on the the weekend, was it? Hull losing... Mm. uh, Well, that that would have helped. But but just the the whole business going down there, Hull losing 8-0, that has just ruined their goal difference. Charlton getting an injury time equaliser in one of their recent games. Barnsley winning. You know, it's just... It's sort of shifted all round to make it absolutely incredible for this evening. And then, of course, as we said, you know, with West Brom dropping points and then Brentford and so on, still all to play for up there. It is... Oh, my goodness, Pete. I mean, seldom does one get so excited. Luton are playing... Blackburn, of course, they need at least a point to have any hope of
3: survival. But then Birmingham they- and Middlesbrough could still be relegated. <laughs> I think. Luton have been turning performances, though. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't discount them too. I think.
1: Know. I'm not sure. Actually, I'm confused with Wigan's point deduction. I'm not sure if Birmingham yeah. and Middlesbrough are safe or not. But it's all eyes on the Championship tonight, people. Do we need West Brom back? Mm. Billich. They're, like
3: the, they're like the parachute payment masters. Yeah, but Billich thrill is seekers.
1: There. Did you hear me the other week on the show when I was talking about Billich, where he took West Ham to? Uh, Apparently he took West Ham to um, Seattle because he likes a bit of the old Seattle rock music. So. I believe we were Three all seasons. on the shore. Yeah. It's the same. Oh, I'm, just, I'm testing people. you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then I'm going to say yes. Okay, well I won't repeat that then.
2: <laughs> is, is Billich, uh, is he a bit of an indie head? Oh yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he fronts
1: a band a bit like... Oh yeah, um, no, no, I, I did think. know
2: that. But, like he, so he, but he would like, take a pilgrimage to Seattle. I so
1: think that's, that's yeah.
3: apparently the, the... yeah. Fair play. I heard he was registering really to Frasier.
1: <laughs> is anyone into Frasier?
3: Uh, some people in our company are. Very interfacial. Yeah. That, is, that is weird. That is a dig. Toss salads and scrambled uh, eggs. Yeah.
1: <laughs> again. Right, it's now time for Pete's Mystery Noise Reveal.
3: It is time for Pete's Mystery uh, Noise Reveal as I just uh, modify the, uh, the play-out system here uh-huh. at uh, Stockholm Towers. Um, <laughs> any, uh, any ideas, Go on, guys? Go play it again. Play it again, oh, Would you mm, Can I? Because i 'Cause I've just changed the... Yeah, okay. okay fine. Fine. Yeah.
1: So, I think, I think we're thinking Latin America.
2: No, I, I think I know what it is. I think it's a Nike advert, and I think it's when they fight some samurais to get a ball back, and Louis Van Gaal is leading. No, I think it's more modern than that. Do you think it's more modern than yeah, that? Yeah,
3: I mean, I if, can... you're,
1: if you're right, fair play. I think
2: you. it's someone being kicked and fought, or someone dropping out of a building at the end of this advert. And Ooh. I. Think Who was it? Who was it? I think it's Edgar Davids. It's Edgar
1: Davids.
3: It's Edgar Davids. Guys, you. You are incorrect. Yeah, I knew you were wrong, Vish. This is what it is. Oh, but it is, yes. Oh, it is
2: a like advert. Oh, it's Figo.
3: It's Luis Figo, of course. It's a talking football. Yeah. Thierry Henry.
1: But it is one of those weird adverts where they're... uh... I've never seen this
3: before. No. Japanese, innit? (laughs) And I'm right on cue, the (laughs) car. Yeah, there you go. The ball has just exploded, covering Uh a lot of children in green goo. Gunged. But they're happy.
1: Yeah, very happy. So... Your mystery noise was essentially a Japanese advert. I mean, it's hard enough as it is, Peter.
3: Well, I just thought you might be familiar with a, a, an advert that involves Lewis Figure screaming yeah. uh it's actually of a appearing, mm-hmm. Terry like, flicking a ball over some, some baddies and then uh, covering uh, a lot of children in green gunge. I would say it's right up our quite well, frankly. Well, it is,
1: but we weren't familiar with it.
3: Well, Marcus, you can't always be a winner. Mm. You're on the football ramble for <laughs> <isn't> it?
2: <laughs> It's been a gunge-heavy few weeks, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so I think we should move away from the gunge. Uh, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I think, well, you boy, you can try, but the gunge always finds you. <laughs> well, that's
3: gunge's going to get you. That's
1: what gunge happens when you're in ya. Binnis with Pete Donaldson. Mm. Welcome to the gunge. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, well, uh, on tomorrow's show, uh, Jules, Luke, and Jim uh, are back, and they're going to be talking about all that stuff in the championship. My goodness. Mm. Lucky sausages. Uh, so we look forward to that indeed. But until then, say goodbye, Vish. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Peter. Uh, goodbye. And it's goodbye from me.